It felt like constant PMS. Then I would swing from bitchy to weepy. For God's sake, what was wrong with me? Ding dong. It's the middle of the night, and Sweaty has crawled into bed with me. Oh, yes. Sweaty brought embarrassing hot flashes and introduced me to night sweats where it seemed as if a faucet had been attached between my breasts. Of course, Sweaty brought about sleepy because I was tired all the time. I would wake up so many times in the night and not be able to get back to sleep. Bloated crept in slowly. My once felt figure got thick through the middle section, even though I was following my weight loss program that had worked so well for so many years. I can't quite remember when forgetful arrived, but one day my brain stopped working. I remember doing an interview, and I couldn't remember a single question to ask. Am I getting Alzheimer's, I wondered. Last, all dried up, slowly encroached upon my happy marriage. This was probably the most unpleasant of the dwarf family. Sex was no longer on the top of my list, or on my list at all. My husband would give me that knowing look, and I would think, frankly, I'd rather have a smoothie. Yes, menopause hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was completely unprepared. My mother certainly never talked about it. I had no training for this. Our mates are just as unprepared. At first, our men may be sympathetic, but they quickly tire of the complaining, worn-out rag of a woman formerly known as the love of their life. To alleviate symptoms, we seek answers from our doctors and get conflicting reports about hormone replacement therapy. Yes, it will take away the symptoms, but what are the risks? I don't want cancer, but I'm so depressed. Most conventional wisdom in our fix-the-symptom medical community leads women to synthetic hormones in combination with Prozac or Paxil, which is simply Prozac turned into a pink pill for women with PMD or menopausal symptoms to help them through this passage. This is not a cure by any means. So why, you ask, would I call this book The Sexy Years? <laughs> Doesn't sound so sexy yet, huh? Because I have found the elixir. Yes, the juice of youth that has sent the seven dwarves of menopause off to the coal mines never to return. I handled this crisis like every other one in my life. I fought for an answer that would work for me. I dug into research on the subject and talked to as many doctors as I could. One thing I've learned is that medicine is not black and white. No one doctor has the right answer for everyone. You must gather all the information and make the decision you feel is best for you. There are hundreds of ways to make brownies. You must find the recipe that you think tastes best. I've found my answer. What was it that sent those wretched dwarves packing? Natural bioidentical hormones. I've learned that natural bioidentical hormones are the secret to handling this passage of life. Not the synthetic hormones that only slap a bandaid on your menopausal symptoms and have garnered so much controversy in medical studies, and certainly not black cohosh and yams. Once I got my hormones balanced by actually replacing the lost hormones, I lost itchy. My mood leveled off, and I lost bitchy. I got control of my body temperature, and sweaty went away. With balanced hormones, sleepy disappeared, and I recovered the glorious ability to sleep through the night. Day by day, my body slimmed down so I could say goodbye to bloated. I regained my sharp thinking, farewell, forgetful, and the look in my husband's eye returned with a wink and was lovingly reciprocated as I happily banished all dried up. I'm going to share with you my journey so that you may find your own answers. I've interviewed cutting-edge doctors who have provided further information that natural bioidentical hormones are the way to go. This audiobook gives you a battle plan to conquer this beast and come out the other side with a victorious song of praise.
It takes commitment to approach this time of life with grace, anticipation, and a willingness to really look at the truth about yourself, not only physically, but on an emotional level as well. The amount of work you're willing to put into this passage will determine your happiness quotient. But wouldn't all the work be worth it if in the end you knew your life would be the best it had ever been? Well, there's only one thing you need to know before we start. It's up to you. So come with me on this exciting journey. I want to share everything I've learned in my search for answers. This is exciting information that you can then pass on to your daughters, sisters, and women in general. And let's not forget about the men in our lives. Wait until you learn about male menopause, andropause. It's a very real passage that is highly misunderstood. We men and women are in this together, so let's help one another. Imagine that you can enjoy your sexuality today in a way that will make those early years of intensity, new love, and overwhelming magic seem like child's play. You know why? Because it was child's play. At my present age, the fears, the guilt, the embarrassment, and the worry no longer factor into my sexuality because my life is on track emotionally and hormonally. I'm feeling frisky, and I want to tell you how and why. As I said, growing up is not for sissies. Achieving this bliss will require an honest look into the part you're playing in the drama of your life. It'll require you to take an honest look at how you're managing your health. Once you get your hormones in balance, we will look to see what behavioral patterns you have created that are preventing you from becoming your happiest self, which requires absolute truthfulness to yourself about yourself. This is a good place to start. This is where the healing can begin. These are the steps towards enjoying the sexy years. Cancer. The last words I ever thought I'd hear about myself were, you have breast cancer. It was as though someone had dropped a load of lead on my head. I felt stunned. This is something that happens to other people, I thought, not me. I figured I'm healthy, I eat right, I've exercised all my life. My sister being diagnosed with breast cancer four years earlier was a fluke. I mean, other than her, there's no history of breast cancer in my family, I reasoned. How could this be happening? Every year since I turned 40, I've been going to the USC Norris Comprehensive Cancer Center and Hospital in Los Angeles. I always look forward to seeing my doctor, Mel Silverstein, who created the concept of the breast centers in this country. He has committed his life to the care of women's breasts. My husband always tells him he's the luckiest guy around because he spends his day feeling women's bosoms. It was time for my yearly mammogram, and I had been religious about having annual checkups since I turned 40. Because I'd been so diligent, I cockily assumed that I was immune to the disease. After all, keeping such a vigilant check on my breasts would ensure that, even if there were a problem, we would find it before it ever had a chance to take hold. The nurse pulled and squeezed, flattened and pressed my poor aching breasts into positions no breast was meant to endure. But it was for a good cause, and all women know that the discomfort and humiliation are worth it in the long run, because this examination is about life, health, and prevention. Well, I don't see anything to worry about, Dr. Silverstein announced after looking at my mammogram. I felt relieved, even though I hadn't even considered the possibility. But now I could go on with my life for another year knowing I had beaten the statistics once again. I went into the changing room and hurriedly put my clothes back on. I had a busy day ahead of me. Meetings with the various vendors for my jewelry business, the skincare line, updates on the fitness business, costume fittings, and a band rehearsal to get ready for an upcoming date in Las Vegas the following week. I was filled with energy and vitality. Suzanne, I heard Dr. Silverstein call through the changing room door. Yes, I answered. You know, you've got such cystic breasts, lumps and bumps everywhere. How about having an ultrasound for good measure? I opened the door, wondering why this would be necessary. 
Wasn't everything okay with my mammography, I asked? Sure, Dr. Silverstein said. It's just that we have this new state-of-the-art ultrasound machine. I just paid half a million dollars for it, and what the heck, let's take a look for good measure. Well, why not, I reasoned. I was there, and it would only take another half hour. Surely I could fit this into my busy schedule. My health was more important than anything. I lay down on a stationary bed in the ultrasound room, feeling no alarm, since this was just for good measure. The technician rubbed on some cold, gooey liquid, a conductive fluid, and then began a gentle movement on my breast with a wand about the size of a curling iron. She kept rubbing back and forth for some time in one particular area on my upper right breast. Then she excused herself and said she would be back in a couple of moments. I still felt no alarm. I'd been through these exams before. Often we found cysts that were filled with fluid, which were then drained with a needle. Not the most pleasant experience, but part of the routine. I wasn't worried. Even when the technician returned with the radiologist to further probe my now rather sore and overworked breast, I heard myself telling them, not to worry, I always have these cysts, they're just filled with fluid. But then the tone in the room turned serious. I was at a loss as to why everyone seemed so intense. We see something here we don't like, so we're going to stick a needle in it to see what we come up with. Well, frankly, I felt relieved. It's the same old thing, I thought. I've had needles before, I told her cheerfully. Well, this is going to be a bit more uncomfortable than what you're used to. We're using a bigger needle, and I'll try my best not to hurt you. The doctor inserted the needle, and this was indeed different. It felt like a carving knife being plunged into my flesh. Yow, I said, trying to stifle the fact that this hurt like hell. You're going to feel a little pop, like a cap gun going off inside you, she said. This way we can gather a piece of tissue for biopsy. Okay, ready? Pop. Wow! It hurt. A lot. It felt more like a real gun going off in my breast. Then I felt the needle ripping through my breast while the doctor pulled with all her strength to...